Hello there, everyone, and welcome back. Just hit my hand, and welcome back to another episode of Two Sons Podcast. After about 15 minutes of technical difficulties, we finally were able to start this episode. I am your host, Joe, Joey, the Joester, whatever you want to call me, and I'm here with my co-host, Philip. Uh, nobody calls you the Joester. Okay, well, maybe it's about time somebody starts calling me that. Yes, sir. All right, I guess we're going to move on from that conversation. <laughs> um, it, uh, I don't know if you guys know, because I don't know how many of you watch uh, or listen to us on Anchor, or it's now known as Podcasters. Um, I guess Anchor had an update, and you know, because of the whole Spotify agreement they have going on now, they're now like a purple Spotify logo. And I guess it was giving us trouble trying to connect, because... Uh, I don't know if most of you know, but we're not in the same state. So sometimes it just gives us trouble anyway with like the audio and stuff. Uh, when I listen to the episode, sometimes it happens. But, um, oh, excuse me. Um, but yeah, it took us like 15 minutes to actually get this episode started. Uh, but we finally got it on and it looks to seem to be pretty much the normal style of what it was last time. The icons just look a little different. But um, no, you know, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, f- uh, what's it called? Um Sorry about, you know, last week we did not get an episode in because my brother, uh, you know, literally had no voice for about four days. Uh, Now his voice is back. You know, it's not completely back, but it's back enough where we actually can talk and have an episode. Yes, sir. uh, You know, Philip, why don't you tell him a little bit about today's episode? Uh, So for today's episode, I thought we'd take it a little easy since I'm still recovering from uh, my uh, illness last week. And, uh, you know, I thought we'd just have a casual conversation about about the movies and when i say the movies uh as you guys know me and my brother my brother he currently still works um in the movie theater industry uh i worked in the movie theater industry for about three years i currently do not uh but i did at one point Mm -hmm. and uh you know we always like you know prelude and we always kind of like you know talk about the movies in the background and we always you know bring up stories or experiences but we've never had an episode where we sat down and we've discussed like, you know, our time with the movies, like our experiences, like, you know, the types of movies that we worked. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know what, what better of a time to sit down and simply just relax and get a chance to just kind of talk about our experiences at the movies and, you know, how it is working at the movies versus simply just going to, you know, see a movie or, you know, go get some food. and. uh you know, kind of just kind of just go from there, you know, kind of just give you a background of, you know, what it's like to work at the movies and, uh, you know, what we have to deal with and some of the uh, <laughs> the interesting stories that we've gathered, uh, gathered along the way. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's pretty much what today's episode is going to be about. So, you know, I think before we settle down and uh, begin the episode, uh, you know, Joey, how you, how you doing tonight? You know, I know it was a little... Uh, frustrating getting this episode <laughs> up and running i'm actually like joining through a uh website url so like i don't have the app downloaded but mm. after i deleted it and i joined through the the link it it worked so um i'm not sure what that's about but uh you know other than that you know how, how have you been doing so far uh i've been doing all right you know same old same old life i uh <laughs> like i was telling you earlier i just bought my um you know, cap and gown for graduation. If you guys don't know, I am graduating in May. Uh, well, hopefully, I mean, they still haven't said whether or not, but I'm assuming I'm graduating in May. 
and I'll be getting a bachelor's in history with a social studies concentration. Um, so, you know, finishing out my school stuff right now and, uh, you know, work's been busy and everything. So, you know, anytime I get days off, they go by pretty fast and it's pretty tiring. Uh, but, you know, same old, same old stuff, just tired and, uh, you know, working on it here and there. Um, how you doing? How you doing? You know, you know, can't complain. You know, obviously I am still recovering from, uh, my, uh, upper respiratory infection that I had last week, which is why we didn't record the episode. And obviously my voice is still a little hoarse, but it was like 10 times worse last week where I couldn't even uh, complete full sentences. So, uh, you know, that's why we didn't have an episode last week. But, uh, you know, other than that, you know, I've been recovering and, uh, you know, work has been good. You know, sometimes it's slow. (coughs) Excuse me. Sometimes it's slow. And, you know, uh, this weekend it was like abnormally busy just because I think uh, some schools are on like spring break this week. So uh, more kids were there in the beginning of the week. But, uh, you know, otherwise, you know, uh, doing pretty good. Uh, I have a midterm for one of my classes that I'm going to take tomorrow. And then uh, I'm coming up to the good old New York of New York of USA uh, next week yes, to uh, to see family and to see my uh, my hermano. Yes. Um, and we'll actually be able to do, you know, some episodes in person. So that will be fun. That would definitely be a lot easier, especially with the connection and everything. Uh, also, I, definitely I, gotta... uh, I I apologize if I uh, cough every now and then. Uh, I'll do my best to hold them in, but uh, you know sometimes I just gotta I just gotta cough, so I apologize in advance. It's okay. Just it makes this podcast real. You know, we all real <laughs> people. We're not just voices behind the screen. Um, you know. <laughs> Uh, but what's it called? You know, before we start the episode, I just want to say uh, it, it's funny because I was looking at the viewership for this episode and um, originally it was like, you know, nothing crazy, you know, normal, normal for some of our episodes. But, you know, right now it's actually one below <laughs> our highest episode, which is our let's talk about 2023 episode. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys enjoy the longer episodes, but that was definitely our longest episode um, ever. So, I mean, that's just crazy to me. And, uh, Philip, I meant to tell you earlier, but I wanted to save it for the podcast. So, as you guys know, we've we've gone over it a couple of times, but our podcast has reached over 10 countries now. And, um, you know, the largest viewership is in the United States, and it's basically broken up where we have 96% in the United States and basically below 1% in a couple of different other countries. And now we're actually above 1% in Ecuador, which is crazy to me because all the other countries are below 1%. And that's the actually other one to be a full percent. So, you know, that may not seem like a lot to people, but that's just crazy to me because it shows that our podcast does get out there. You know, I know one of my girlfriend's friends uh, watches it. And so I don't know if it's spread through that or just through my Instagram, excuse me, our Instagram. But uh, I just thought that was cool, you know, because, again, one one of uh, I know it's one of my goals. I'm pretty sure it's probably one of your goals, too, but is to grow this podcast. You know, I wish we had a bigger presence on social media. It is just very difficult with me to try to juggle those things right now. And, uh, you know, like, for example, I don't know if you've seen on TikTok, uh, Philip, but there's been these two guys, I I don't know what their podcast is called, but usually they have terrible takes. Like one of them usually has terrible takes. Like he said, what did he say the other day? He said like Toy Story 2 was better than Up. Or like something like oh, that. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I just saw those guys the other day where, uh, where I forgot what what the take was, but it, it was something to do with up. I don't know if they were saying that 
I think the guy was saying that like Up is like not like a top ten like Pixar movie or something like that. Or like I don't know, like yeah. I think one guy thought that like Up was like top ten, and then the other guy was like, uh, it's actually not. And then like he listed movies, and like some of them were like like way out there. I was like, what is what is he saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I would like to do something like that. You know, it looks like they have their own studio or like room and everything, but unfortunately, we don't you know live in the same house, so we can't have that. And uh, you know, we do this through our phones. You know, I don't. I, I'm assuming. There's a way, maybe with the update now, because I know you couldn't actually get Anchor on your like um, laptop or anything. Maybe <laughs> now you can. And since it's owned by Spotify, maybe we could, you know, finally do that through our computers. That would be awesome. And actually it would get be, it would be pretty equipment. cool. Like even if, uh, even if we couldn't, like you know, post clips of us, you know, talking about a certain topic. Even if, like, you know, say like we were talking about Marvel, and you posted like, uh a video or like an image of something marvel and like you kind of had our voices in the background discussing it as like a quick like example of the episode like i mean i think that would be cool if that's something that you could do on tiktok yeah like i know instagram has like those reels so it'd be cool if i could do that uh but unfortunately i'm not the best with technology i'm kind of an old soul when it comes to that because i don't like technology but uh i think that's pretty cool that uh our viewership is you know slowly growing in uh, other countries i mean obviously you know one percent might not seem like a lot but it's uh, it's really interesting to see that our audience obviously, you know, spans outside the United States. I mean, it just it just makes me happy that like, you know, what, since 2023 has been around, we've had like five, five ish episodes, uh, you know, which isn't a crazy amount. But, um, you know, a couple of those episodes only get, you know, single digit viewers. And then now, you know, we're starting to get a lot more into getting, you know, double, um, you know, double number viewers every week, which, again, like. Our podcast has been around for what about a year and a half now, you know, somewhere around there, and um, you know, again, we have like I have a goal to get to a thousand by the end of this year. I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but um, you know, it's it's just cool to me that you know, twenty people could listen, you know, and you know, fifteen of them I've never met or something. Um, so you know, with the possibilities of social media, I do hope. It happens. And, you know, I might take my chances and just DM some people and, you know, see what happens. Uh, but never say never. Never say never. <coughs> that song. You, ever, you ever heard that song from Justin Bieber and uh, Jaden Smith? I have. It's it's uh, it's one of the great uh, classics. He's bigger than me. He's smaller than me. Uh, you know, that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, on the, on the, on the contrary, whatever you want to say. Uh, I guess let's get into the episode now. So, you know, again, there's not, and again, I might be doing a lot of talking. I know I'm doing a lot of talking now, but I'm trying to conserve my brother's voice uh, for thank you. Thank his you. Much <laughs> Um But yeah, it's just going to be pretty laid back, kind of like our last episode. Um, <clears throat> I think I think we're going to try to run this formula from now on. Um, you know, a lot of our episodes may not be about very specific things. Like when I first planned out this podcast, I actually wanted to do like, you know, 26 episodes on all the MCU and now that's up to like 31 because of the new movies that has come out, um, you know, or a movie review, you know, we like to do those too, but I just like talking, you know, I think that's kind of since the podcast game is growing so far and wide, you know, I feel like everybody and their mom has a podcast now, you know, like, I don't know about you, but I scroll on TikTok. I saw like the, the cast from like, good luck. Charlie has a podcast. And I the did ones see from that. Wizards of Waverly Place have a podcast. I'm like, you're celebrities. Why are you gonna have a podcast? I, also saw that. Habits, I, th- I thought know? that was pretty. I thought that was pretty cool though, because it was cool to see like you know, um, people from 
childhood shows that we watched, like oh, yeah. have podcasts. And I was like, oh, no way. I was like, I remember those guys. Yeah, and they like tell stories about like working on it, and now they can actually say it because they don't have like contracts with Disney. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's get into movies. So you know, as my brother said, he currently doesn't work in you know the movie theater industry anymore, but I still do. I have worked there since May of 2019, and right now it is uh, what is it, March of 2023. Mm-hmm. So this May will actually be my fourth year. I'm assuming oh, wow. I'll be there. Yeah, this will be my fourth year at the same theater I've worked at since 2019. And, um, you know, as you guys have known, I've moved my way up from crew to supervisor. Right now I am a supervisor. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you throughout this episode, uh, a lot of things, you know, change over the years working at a place like the movies. And uh, especially after COVID, you know, both of us can attest to that because we both worked at the movies after COVID. And, um you know, you just you just see a lot of things happen. And I feel like when I'm sure other people can attest to this, but I feel like when you're a kid, it pops into the back of your mind about working at the movies, you know, like because I'm sure a lot of us went to the movies as kids, <clears throat> to see, you know, things with our parents or grandparents. I remember. And it's funny because I was actually talking about this at work the other day to these two ladies. And um, I was talking about how when we used to go to the theaters with um, our grandparents and mom. And we used to have to run to the seats to get the get the good row, you know. The one, <laughs> yeah, like the one like right, right below, right before the um, ground seats. And, uh, you know, we it was just popcorn and candy now. And now uh, the movies is a whole experience. So it's, you know, and I think we wanted to be a part of that because who doesn't want to work at the movie? It seems like an easy job, right? You know, just popcorn, <laughs> candy, soda. You just got to check tickets and do all that. Um I'm sure it's like that at, you know, certain states, certain theaters, excuse me, but I'm certainly not at all theater. Uh, I don't know if you guys, I don't think we've actually said exactly what like our theater is like, but you know, right now, and my brother did work there, but uh, I work for a dine-in. So it's like, we have a bar, we have a kitchen. Um, we do not have IMAX or like Dolby or any of that. Cause our theater is actually smaller compared to other theaters. But um, a lot of people come, you know, 40 minutes, an hour to our theater for the experience of the food and the bar and uh, spend a lot of money there. I mean, the other day I, I rung up people for, you know, over $200 of just candy and popcorn and soda and all that. Not even food. I think they maybe got like churros or something. But um, it's uh, again, it's it, it's crazy how you can see the change from when we were kids to now. You know, like that wasn't a thing in what, 2010 or something. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think our theater was actually one of the first. So, like, you know, I work for AMC. I'll speak for the brand of the company. But uh, I work for AMC right now. And um, they became a dine-in uh, where I live, I think, around 2016. I know other people worked there before that. And it's changed a little bit. But, um, you know, you really started to see a change in the industry. And especially after COVID with streaming and everything. Um, you see a big debate about the movies now, you know, whether or not it's worth the price. And, you know, I get people that complain to me all the time at work about it. But, um, you know, I've been talking a little bit about it, Phil. Why don't you give your input about, you know, the, <coughs> the, maybe the change you've seen in the movies, you know, before before working there and then, you know, going into it. Yeah, well, uh, you know, like I said, as you were as you were discussing, you know, what it was like to, you know, initially start there and, you know, especially before uh, you know, I definitely do remember the days where, you know, we would go with our family and, 
you know, we did the classic, you know, race. Like, you know, I remember like, you know, after giving the, uh, the person our tickets and, you know, them telling us where to go, you know, me and you would like, you know, race off and try to get like the best seats in the house because you yeah. know, there was no such thing as, uh, as reserve seating and everything. And, uh, you know, at that time, you know, like, you know, some of the best seats were right above like the ground level, as you said. So like, you know, in some theaters, like obviously they're separated on more of like a, uh, I don't know what the term is called. I want to say it's like vertical. When you go like, like a staircase kind of method. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like a like staircase. a staircase concept where like, you know, you'll have like the lower levels, which are like right next to the screen. And then like, you know, as you continue throughout the auditorium, you know, you kind of have like a staircase effect where, you know, they get higher and higher. And, uh, you know, those are the seats that, uh, you know, offer more visuals and are, you know, more appealing to people. Because obviously, you know, you don't need to strain your necks to, uh, you know, see the movie screen. So, yeah. uh you know, but, uh, you know, and, you know, you got to admit, you know, obviously as a kid, you know, I'll be the first one to admit it. You know, I was the typical kid that would like, you know, eat the candy or whatever. And then I would take like the box and I would like shove it between the seat instead uh, of like, you know, throwing it out. I mean, come on. I mean, everybody did that as a kid. I mean, I, know, I mean, I don't really remember those parts. Okay. Nobody's, candy nobody's, nobody's innocent with that. Okay. <laughs> like, you know. Kids, um, I will give benefit of the doubt. Okay. Kids, I do understand in certain circumstances. But sometimes it's the adults, and we'll get into that later in this episode. But kids, whatever, fine. Be kids, play around, spill your popcorn. It happens, you know, whatever. Be a kid, create memories at the movies, because I feel like that's, I feel like that's one of the things that first drew me to the movies. You know, sorry to cut you off a little bit, but um, it would, you know, is the memories you have. Again, like you know, we're talking about it right now. Whether or not we're not giving you know specific examples, but I remember. You know, you can remember what it's like, you know, what it, what it's looked like, what, you know, us running to the seats because there was no assigned seating. You know, always remember that going on the weekends, you know, whenever this new movie came out. You know, I think I remember we saw one of the Ice Ages there, you know, when Ice Age movies were still a thing and just, excuse me, stuff like that. Um, I remember one of the movies we actually went to with, you know, a couple of old friends of ours at the movie I work in now when it was a Lowe's was the Karate Kid, the one with Jaden Smith. And I remember coming out of that movie and like jumping off the walls and being like, hiya, you know, like that stuff. <laughs> like, you know what it was like going and like, you know, say for example, seeing Transformers and coming out of the movie being like, yeah, I'm going to defeat all the Skepticons and stuff. And like, you know, like being in that moment, you know, coming out and, and you even see it now with kids, you know, coming out of the Marvel movies or something or, whatever it is and you know reenacting like they're in it because i feel like you go to uh, you you go to the place and you know you actually get to forget about things for a couple hours and that's one of the biggest reasons i actually do enjoy working at the movies and it's sad because i don't see a lot of that now or i don't get the opportunity to really you know view um people's experiences at the movies the only time i actually view it is when it's bad because i'm getting yelled at for it but um <laughs> Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you later in the episode, you know, some of the nicest experiences I've had that have made it worth it. And, um, you know, has really shown that, you know, even though this is, you know, sometimes just scooping popcorn, minimum wage job to a couple of people, and it's often a stepping stone in a lot of people's lives. And that's, you know, what it seems like at my theater, I have a lot of management um, around me that is pretty much my age or a year or two older. And, you know, they're going to be moving on. But it's, um, you know, something you kind of take into account and learn some skills and, uh, 
you know, you got to remember it, you know, whether or not you, whether or not you hate or love the job or both, um, you're still going to make memories, good, bad, in between. And I think that's, I, I think that's one of the best things I enjoy about the movies is, you know, as much as I hate it, as much as I dread going to it now, um, I still have a lot of memories from it. And it's like the same with any job. You make friends along the way and you have coworkers and go through things and, um, you know, you won't forget it. You know, I'm sure, you know, in 10 years, you might just have a weird realization and be like, oh, ha, ha, I remember that, you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> you'll see something and be like, oh, you remember so-and-so. So I think that's nice. I was expecting you to say something, but okay. <sighs> oh, well, I mean, I was, I was, I was about to, you know, you, you, you got to give me a second to collect my thoughts here. I did give you a second. It was just, I feel like it was too long of a pause for like, I didn't know if you were talking. See, this is why I wish we were talking like across from each other so I could like know. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Or like you somehow know, if can't... I could like FaceTime you at the same time. I don't know what your expressions are like right now. You know, I assume you're sitting in a chair just like me talking to your phone. That's what we I should assume. like. You know what we should do when we uh, when we record? We should like uh, go on the computer and we should like zoom each other and we should just like mute the audio on the computer so we don't have like double audio so that in that way we can see each other. While we're uh, like talking to each other over the phone, that's smart. That's smart. <coughs> and I was like, oh, how would that work? And I was like, oh yeah, I forget you can zoom on. I mean, you can mute on Zoom. You can zoom on. Yeah, that way, like you know, the audio doesn't come through two places, and uh, you know, we can see each other, but then we'll just hear each other through the phone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, maybe we'll try. But, uh, to we we it. should see if there's like a way to uh, to do it through the uh, computer. You know when it, uh, when it comes to recording, because uh, you know obviously you can, you can go on Spotify and stuff on the computer, so it'd be interesting to see if we can start doing it on the computer. Well, yeah, when I first downloaded Anchor, and you know that was over a year ago, I um, they originally said that you couldn't download it on your you know um, laptop. That's why it was one of the easiest podcasting apps for anybody to use because all you got to do is go on your phone, click a button, record, and it automatically downloads. Um, excuse me automatically downloads everything to multiple podcasting platforms you know i know for example we're on like five in particular spotify being the biggest uh but you know anchor being the second which i love about the app because again it, it does pretty much all the work possible for you which is great um but moving on i mean the movies let's uh i guess we really don't got any structure to this episode. So, um, I mean, Philip, you worked at the movies before me, probably about what a year before I went to the movies. You, I think, <coughs> yeah, roughly about about a year before you started working there. Hmm, interesting. You like, like think about it. You worked at pretty like well, things coming out because you got hired in twenty. And I got hired in 2018. You know, it's hell of a year for movies. Worked a couple of, you know, bangers in 2018. You have, like, anything. Remember your first day? Like, you're very... Like, you know, I... Yeah, uh... Yeah, I do, actually. Um, Because I... I was actually hired and brought on on October 31st. So... My my anniversary for working at the movies was always Halloween, so it was like very Who like like mystic and it was it, it was very like mystic and like like cryptic, you know that like I got hired on Halloween. 
Um, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. And uh, I was hired by Leah. Yes. I don't, I don't know I if you. I don't know if you just asked me who hired me. Yes. I, oh shoot. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I think I started on Halloween of 2018. And uh, I think, honestly, one of my first shifts was just learning how to usher because I remember going into the theaters uh, because that's the time when the 2018 Halloween was uh, was out and in theaters. So uh, I remember, like, you know, walking to the theaters and seeing it play on the big screen. So uh, I think a couple of my first shifts were, like, you know, learning how to uh, usher and, like, you know, follow the schedule and, you know, the proper cleaning procedures and... Um, <clears throat> excuse me and uh you know learning how like you know change the garbages and wipe down the tables and mm. uh you know use the compactor and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh i think i did that for a little bit and then i want to say honestly most of my first year was probably learning how to run and becoming <clears throat> becoming one of the uh the best runners at amc if i uh if, you know, if i <laughs> want to toot my own horn a little bit you know so yeah, uh, you know I, I gotta say i learned from the best and i was one of the best until i you know moved up in my roles and you know stacking well, that tray three, three tiers high i forgot who i learned from it was a really a really nice girl and uh she doesn't work there anymore but uh I don't, oh God, I don't remember what her name was, but she was super sweet. And she was the one that, uh, like at the time, like she was like their best runner, basically. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, she taught me everything I knew. So, but, yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, that was pretty much my job for like, I want to say like the majority of the year before, uh, you were brought on. It's, it's so funny because, you know, when I think about <coughs> all the jobs, you know, that you can work. So if you guys don't know, uh, when you get hired, you know, you ugh, when you get hired, usually at a movie theater, you usually get brought on as like crew. I know some places um, do it where you might get specifically concession, usher or whatever. But um, when you, you're brought on as crew at our theater, you learn to greet, to do box office, to do concession, to run, to porter, to usher. Um, pretty much everything in that theater, um, you're going to learn how to do it just because one, you probably don't have enough staff and two, it's just good to know everything because they can switch you around. Um, some people enjoy getting switched around. Some people don't, uh, personally, I like getting switched around unless I get put in a place where I know it and I'm comfortable in it. But sometimes you don't get that lucky. Like I remember again, my first shift ever was a running shift. And um, I'm not sure of the exact movies that were out besides Endgame because I started working there in May of 2019. So I worked Endgame, but I did not work the opening of Endgame. I worked about three weeks into it, I would say. So I still got to see that on the big screen and experience that. Um, but I pretty much ran... And I actually got lucky. We actually got tips, um, you know, for the first week I ran. So I was like, oh, this is going to be nice. Oh, and, um, I remember you know, getting tips. Those it, were the days. It kind of made work go by a little faster because you were always running back and forth between theaters. Can we just, like, can we just pause real quick? Like, just the fact that, you know, we used to get, like, really nice tips. Like, I remember, like, sometimes at the end of the night, I'd make, like, 20, 30 bucks. And now you're lucky if you even get, like, 25 cents. Oh my God. I will never, you know, let's get on our first story for the night. I will never, never forget 
<coughs> one of the times, and it was busy too. It was a busy night. I don't exactly remember what was out. I think it was a big horror night. Like there were like three big horror movies out at the same time. I was bringing, I was bringing like food to this theater, and it was quite a big order. It was like six items, so I brought it, and then the um, husband was going to give me like a five dollar bill, and when he went to go hand it to me. The wife was like, you're going to give him that much? Like, she said it out loud to where I can hear. And he's like, why not? And she's like, he doesn't deserve that much. And so I started to walk away. And she's like, no, come back. And then she proceeded to ask me. She's like, do you have change? Uh, are you serious? I'm, I'm in the middle of dropping off your food. And you're asking if I have change because $5 is too much. Then don't give me a tip. Like, uh, that was a slap in the face. Eventually... After she asked me that, I said I had to go, and I left because I was like, no, I'm not going to be embarrassed like that. And then another time, somebody gave me like 10 cents. They were like, oh, here you go. And they made it seem like they were a big spender. They're like, that's for you. And I'm like, oh, is it? Is that for me? Oh, my God. Thank you. I, <laughs> I can't wait to pay my gas with this. A whole 10 cents. <laughs> but it's just you know again if you guys ever go to a dining theater you don't have to tip the runners but if it's a busy night and you know you've seen them walk in and out of that theater a couple of times throw them a buck or two you know it, it's nice i you know i personally think um because you know people everybody there is hard working but you know running is a pain in the ass sometimes because you are bringing food back and forth and i remember one of the biggest pet peeves that i had at our theater was people stopping I've literally had people walk in front of me and stop and like be like, hey, what is that? When I'm like carrying like literally a stacked tray, like three tiers high. And like, I don't know if you guys know. I mean, Philip, you can probably attest, but you could, if you were good at running, you could fit at least 15 items or more on one tray. And normally you're bringing it one handed because you have to open the doors with the other hand. And oh my God, I can't, with, with the way our theater is set up, I hate it. Because everybody stands at the runner station. They put their drinks and stuff on top of, like, the runner um, trays. And I always, every time I see them, I tell them, I'm like, you need to move. And you need to get your stuff off the tray because we use that to run. And they all just, like, stare at me. And I'm like, do you, do we not think, like, I remember one of the biggest theories that I've, I have with coworkers, especially after COVID, was when you walk into a movie theater, it's something sprays you and it just makes you lose brain cells. Because I'm going to be honest, I think some customers at the theater, and I'm sure every other place that people work, just don't know how to think. Like that, that is very true. I mean, even though I don't work in the movie theater, just come up to me. On the thing, and I. You cut out there for like literally like a whole 30 seconds. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? All right, audience. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear me, but I'm just going to talk for now because I cannot hear my brother. Um, I think our connection is shoddy because, you know, he does live down in Florida. And he just completely cut out now. Now I can't even hear anything he's saying. Uh, but, you know, let's just continue on until, you know, hopefully he comes back. Because I really don't want to start the episode and go over again. But, oh, I hear some noise. Are you there? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you. But you cut out for like a whole minute. 
Oh, that was that was weird. I apologize. Yeah, no, I was just I was just talking to them. So if you guys listen to this back and hear about a minute of silence, I promise we are there. It'll be around the 30, 30 minute mark. Thirty. Well, what what I what I was mark. saying before I got cut off is that um, even though I don't work in the movie theater industry anymore, I still deal with those customers that will come up to me and they'll be like, "Oh, excuse me, how much is this product?" And then like I point to the piece of like sticker that is on the product. <laughs> Like uh, I sit there for like hours and I price like every object that we get in shipment. And then I point to that little yellow sticker that has the price. And I'm like, it's so-and-so. And they're like, oh. I I, I just, I feel like it's a customer service thing. Like, <clears throat> you know, uh, again, I have understandable. I get it. Movies are expensive. You know, drinks and snacks are expensive. But there is a reason why they're expensive. Some lady got super pissed at me the other day. Because like I think a water bottle was like five ninety something, and she's like, "That should be illegal." Like she's like, "I I, I want to talk to a manager. I'm gonna call corporate." Like I don't know if she was joking or not, but regardless, it was like busy as hell. And I was like, "Ma'am, you need to like move. I'm trying to like just get you your water and get you on your way." And the funny thing is, she bought like three waters prior to that, but it was the one that she bought by herself. And she realized, <laughs> "Oh wow, that's expensive." Well, um, can I be completely honest here? Like. In my tenure at, you know, AMC theaters and working at the movies, what I've noticed over the three years that I worked there, and I mean, obviously you could attest to the same thing, the quality of customers and just, you know, kind of like customer service relations has deteriorated like exponentially. Like customers back in 2017 are not what they are now in like 2023, or even when I was still working there in like 2021. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you guys from experience, from somebody that still works in that industry. Um, you know, so it, as you guys know, 2019 was probably one of the biggest years for movies. You know, a lot of big things came out. And um, was it busy? Hell yeah, it was busy. Was it stressful? Not really. And that's the difference. That's one of the biggest differences I see here today is, yes, in 2019, it was, you know, it was pretty busy, you know, often every weekend. I mean, you had big crowds coming out for big A-list movies. And one of the biggest movies I remember working, whether or not you like the movie or not, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. That was one of the biggest movies I've ever worked at the theater, you know, unincluding Marvel movies and movies as Joker and stuff like that. But Rise of Skywalker was probably the best movie experience I've ever had working at the theater. And I think I've gone over this a couple of times or we've gone over this a couple of times at the theaters is because it was when people came out and they were excited and they were just, I saw families dressed in costumes. I remember I took a picture with a guy that was dressed as Kylo Ren. I got to hold this homemade lightsaber that made sounds and had all different types of colors on it. Somebody was dressed as Finn. I had a whole family of stormtroopers there. Um, I'm pretty sure you worked that like morning. I don't think you worked the night, but you know, you we worked it together. And I mean, it, it was just our GM at the time jumped in there, gave us all pep talks, brought us juice. You know, we got pins for opening night. They had these little lightsabers. Every you know, even though we were running around like crazy, it was just exciting. It was just, it was just such a fun atmosphere to be in. You know, I wasn't annoyed to be at work. I was like, oh, oh my god, it's gonna be busy. You know, I remember that that um, afternoon, I actually to get the solid coaster from you because like everybody was trying to take it from you. 
which is funny. That is true. I, I do yeah. remember when I was working, I had like a bunch of people come up to me and like ask me for it or like they were trying to pay me money for it. And I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So I came up and grabbed it from him and then drove home and then came back that <laughs> night. And um, I'll tell you straight up again, that, that that is one of the best experiences I've had working there because I feel like that's what the environment should be like. You know, with Marvel movies, you see it at some theaters. My theater, not so much. You know, we don't have a lot of people come and get dressed for things. But, you know, with Demon Slayer, there was a couple of people dressed, not in, like, cosplay, but Demon Slayer shirts and pajamas. And it happens sometimes with the Marvel movies or you have couples come and dress up or whatever. It happens every so often. Um, but it's not like a fan event, you know. And, like, you don't have to always have a fan event for a movie. But it was a dip- different atmosphere because I feel like everybody was in there together. You know, even if you had some employees that may have not been the best, I feel like it was just, you could handle it. And um, right now, the way it's at my theater, we we can't handle it at all. In, in, my, in my personal opinion, even if we do good, it has just become so hard to genuinely enjoy being there. And, you know, one of the, one of the most, the biggest differences is, We've gone through, I mean, you know, you're not there anymore, but it's going through so many different people, you know, like I'll tell you right now, I think right now, like as of who you would probably remember, Philip, being there would be like not including management would be one, two, uh, three, and like four, four, four people. That wow. doesn't include management. And even management-wise, probably like one. That's crazy. And it's it's sad, you know? Like, of course, everybody, you know, we want everybody to move on and, you know, actually have, like, you know, go enjoy their life and get a job that pays more or, you know, really start their life. Because, again, this is, a big, this is a stepping stone, you know? I started working there when I was 17. If I do leave this summer, I'll be 22. You know, 17 to 22 is, uh, uh, you know, a long time, but it's a it's it's a gap in your life that you know you usually fill in with something, and um, but you know you see a lot of other people leave, new people come in, stay for a little bit, and then leave after that. It's you know sad. Right now, you know, one of my friends is actually trying to um, get me a job at where he works, because like uh, him and I think two other people went over there to work there now. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's sad because you just, it's not the same, you know, like I, I saw a TikTok the other day where somebody was like so happy to get out of his job, but he's like, oh, then you realize you got to leave like the people you've been with for like five years mm-hmm. and it sucks, you know, even like management wise, like I remember one of the best managers we ever have, we ever had. And it's funny cause I thought I saw him the other day at Topgolf, but, um, <laughs> I did. It wasn't him because uh, he. It looked like him for an instance, but it wasn't. And then, by the way, guys, this has nothing to do with the video. But um, Top Golf, if you don't go in a group, I would not pay for it. First of all, don't pay for a reservation. You spend sixty dollars on a reservation, and then you don't get like they just take that sixty dollars. Sixty dollars for a reservation, and then you gotta pay seventy dollars to play one hour of golf, and then you pay for food. Okay, but the food wasn't bad and the golf was fun. But $60 for a reservation? That's outrageous. But <laughs> I'm not trying to be a Karen here, but, I mean, come on. For, for golf? I mean, it's just common sense, honestly. I mean, that, that's... What do you mean common sense? 
Well, like, I mean, it's just common sense why, like, you know, you would be so, like, oh. <laughs> against it, obviously, you know, because like, it, it, it is ridiculous. I thought it would go towards the, you know, golfing, or at least they would give you, like, $30 back or something. No, like, they just, they're like, oh, no, it's for the reservation. I'm like, okay. Um, but we have this manager named Cliff. And Cliff, if you're out there, hello, I haven't seen you in a while. Please come back to the theater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this guy was what anybody should strive to be you know i i know you remember (laughs) him but he he did everything possible to help you no matter what you know like philip i don't know if you remember but he would just always be walking around you know basically be like can i get you anything do you need this i'll get that for you while you clean this theater you know like oh you in the middle of cleaning theater let me do the garbage just for you or like oh what do you need you need you need uh popping oil let me go grab that like you didn't even have to ask. He would just come over, see you need it, and would get it. That so is true. Like, oh, I'll finish cleaning up concession for you. Go home. That is true. You know, and sadly he had to leave because of you know differences. But it, it sucks because you know you you go and to appreciate people like that, and then they have to move on, and that really changes the environment which you work in. Mm-hmm. And you know. You definitely saw a shift. You know, some of the worst movies I worked cleaning wise were before COVID and everything, which, you know, were the second Frozen, the live action Lion King, um, Toy Story 4. Uh, you know, a lot of th- those were crazy to clean. You know, same thing with Endgame and Star Wars. Those were all, you know, terrible to clean. And I remember when there was a time where it got so bad that we actually have cleaners that come, you know, at night to deep clean everything. But there was a time during my freshman year of college where we did something called close closes. And it's basically, you would come in at like 10 at night to like two, 3 AM. And you would clean, you would basically clean the last theater and flip over the seats so they could like clean under it. And- you know what? I- I'm sorry, but I never understood close closes. Cause like, I always thought that was so stupid. Cause they're just like, Oh, hey, like instead of like just, you know, paying the people that come in, you know, to do because like the the cleaning crew that we would hire like for overnights, like that was part of their job. Like they were the ones that would go in and like clean the theater and then like flip the seats and everything. And like we were basically doing like half their job for them. And it's like I never understood like why we we basically made their job easier because then all they had to do is going to the theater and then they could just clean right under the seats because all of them were already flipped. Well, I think it's because they didn't have enough time because of the way the movies ran. You know, like, again, we would be doing it until <laughs> two, three, 2, 3 in the morning and then the cleaning crew would come and only have, like, six hours to do the whole theater. And on the busy nights when it was trashed, I mean, they worked fast. Again, the other night I saw them. And, you know, they're nice people. They were so fast. And at that time, we had a little problem with our theater. Um, but it was basically, I, I guess it was kind of a way to just get the cleanliness scores up. Like, you know, I don't know if every theater does this, but AMC basically has like scores, friendliness scores, cleanliness scores. And I guess our scores were down and they wanted to go up. And I guess they had enough crew where they were like, oh, you know, let's let's do that to make it a little easier in hopes that it works. They only did it for like two months, so I guess it really didn't help. But I remember I used to close close with the same two guys. I don't remember the first guy's name. I know now he's a music teacher. He was this big dude. He was like 6'5". Um, and uh, super nice. Uh, and then the other one was this other guy. And 
I remember there was this one time where we were, it was snowing and like neither of us had jackets, but we were like going in and out. Um, so where our compactor is, it's like down this little slope when you walk outside the exit doors and it was like icy as hell. And I remember I like, I turned to like grab a garbage bag to like throw it in the boat that he was bringing down. And then next thing I know, all I hear is like, whoop, and it, oh, gosh. <laughs> And I look, and he's just like sliding down the little slope, and I went to go help him, and then like I like slipped. Um, so it was it, those those things were fun, and we would just you know roll around on the things. Um, but you know, even though it was late, it was fun because you didn't have to deal with people. But I remember we actually did it during Bad Boys for Life um, when that came out, and I remember it was like. 2 30 in the morning and we were like holding the doors open and everybody in there was like baked out of their mind and this woman came out and she's like bad boys bad boys what you gonna do and like staring at me singing the song and i'm like what you gonna do when they come for you (laughs) and it was you know those little moments are fun like um I don't know if you remember you you still worked there during the Joker, but remember when we had like literally armed police there like for like four days? Yes. Yeah. Well, there, like... there were there were a few movies where I mean besides Joker, there were a few movies where we had uh, you know police officers come to the theater and stuff. Yeah, but I mean I don't like <clears throat> that was that that was like the one time I remember where they were there like consistent consistently for like a whole weekend. Yeah, well, I remember uh, there was one example during the Joker where the police had to come because apparently there was this uh, one showing in an auditorium where this guy was just like, I don't know if he like was sitting down or if he was standing up, but he was just in the auditorium and he would just not stop laughing. Like he would just be laughing like the Joker out loud. Yeah, he kept, uh, I, I was told, I can remember that night, I didn't see it with my own eyes. But apparently every time, like, the Joker, like, did something violent or, like, I guess, like, murdered somebody, he would, like, stand up and laugh. I mean, he was laughing throughout the thing, but he would stand up and laugh, and uh, which is scary because, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard about it. But, like, when The Dark Knight Rises came out, there was a theater shooting, and this is something we talk about um, during our, you know, training programs for shootings because – it is scary because that whole weekend, you know, you you don't know what people are going to do, especially with hundreds of people coming every hour. It's very hard to, you know, kind of keep track of everybody. And um, that's why we do theater checks at the end of the night because people can hide and, you know, people can just let their buddies in through the back. So, you know, it, it is yeah, scary. People could, uh, people, could, uh, people could hide and they could uh, also do some other things too, right? Hell yeah, they could they could they could do other things. I remember. So let let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, and you know, I'm sure everybody else in their family when they were you know youngsters. I know they had the drive-ins when you know back in the day, but everybody goes to the movies and they do a little something <laughs> something there. You know, usually that's where you have your first you know makeout session or kiss or whatever. You know, you have that awkward experience. But some people just like to go there and have a good time. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> during the clean, the, the, the clean cleans, <laughs> during, <laughs> during the clean cleans, <laughs> during the clothes closes, when you flip up seats, you find some things. So the normal was vapes and stuff like that. Sometimes money, 
sometimes wallets, sometimes knives, sometimes watches. Um, but I'll never forget, I found um, used underwear once, female underwear, um, unused female underwear, um, used, <coughs> you know, we don't we don't get money for this, so I'll just say the word, used condoms. Sorry if there's kids out there watching our show. Um, don't tell them that you learned from Tucson's podcast about this stuff. Uh, excuse <laughs> me, I have a further question. Yes. Uh, how did you tell the difference between used and unused underwear? Oh, you could tell. And you don't tell until you you pick it up. And I don't want to talk about it, all right? Oh, um, okay, okay. I also you know, because, remember... you know, Joey, th- this is a safe space. You know, you could talk about your feelings if you want. I don't like talking about the movies, <laughs> but <laughs> I remember there was also this one time where literally there was a used condom just outside the theater, like right outside the door. <laughs> why? Just throw it away or take it with you, man. Like, why you got to like, st- I remember there's also literally there was one like just in the cup holder of the seat. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And I, ugh, I won't forget. So. If you guys know, there was a live action Dora that came out, and you know, at some point, and I was working a morning shift, and I was bringing food to a theater, and I was literally like, it was like probably ten thirty, eleven o'clock in the morning, like literally the first showing of the day, and I was bringing like fries or something, and literally there was this couple in the back, like right corner, and as I got closer to the seat, I just saw basically both of them started to take off their top clothes. So I just looked at them, dropped the fries, and just walked away. I was like, "Should I tell them to stop?" Nah, it's it's early. I don't, I don't I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> and then there was another time. <laughs> it was when Uncut Gems came out, and I walked into the theater, and like literally all the lights were off and everything. Like screen was off because like it was a little late and it was just me ushering. And I got in there, I turned the lights on, and literally like, I I don't know if. Long story short, like, both of them were, like, on top of each other. And, like, their, like, were both off. And as soon as I turned on the lights, I heard, oh, and, and I just turned the lights off. I walked away. I waited about two minutes. I walked back in the theater, and I, like, banged around the garbage cans so they, like, knew I was coming in. And all of a sudden, this, like, couple, they, like, turned to me. And they're like, oh, have you seen this movie? And I was like, it's the one with Adam Sandler, right? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, no, but like I've seen the ending. So like, unfortunately, I've gotten spoiled. But I was like, it looks really good. Like, it's, you know, a different take. And I talked to them about this movie for like 10 minutes. One of the nicest couples I ever met, like at the movies. And I caught them doing the, you know, the doggy dog. But <laughs> the doggy dog, um, you know, you know what, get... like, you know, quick tangent. But, you know, like one of my favorite things when it came to ushering. And, like, I know, like, it sounds like a little, like, sadistic, but, like, you know, honestly, I'm a little sadistic in nature, so that's okay. Um, <laughs> excuse me. When uh, when a movie would end, I would love turning on the lights because I would love people's reactions when it was, like, all dark and everything. And then you just, like, blind them with the light. And then some people, like, like if it was a scary movie, first of all, like, it scared the shit out of some people. And it was oh, the funniest. Yeah, yeah. It was the funniest thing to see their reactions when you did it. Cause like they'd just be sitting there and like, you know, it would like, I would wait like, and this is how like sadistic I am. I would wait until the credits were done and it was just a black screen 
and obviously the music was all ominous and everything. And then once the credits stopped, I would turn the light on and like some people would scream and some people would like gasp. And it was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. And especially when like, even if it wasn't a scary movie, if it was just like a regular movie or whatever, and I would turn on the light, people would be like, Oh my God, it's so bright. <laughs> I remember there was this one time I was, I was like ushering with a couple of other people and it was like a packed Marvel movie and like all the credits and stuff was on, but people were not leaving. So, like, as soon as the last credit, literally, like, as soon as that, like, screen closed, we hit the lights and ran. And all, as, once we opened the doors to get out of, the, out of the theater, all you heard was, like, oh, what, oh, what, oh. <laughs> Everybody being like, come on. And uh, it's just so funny because, like, I feel like some people don't, like, my biggest pet peeve is, well, I have so many pet peeves when it comes to working there, but one of the biggest ones is if it's not a Marvel or like a DC movie, and I know some movies have like post credit scenes now that like just aren't like the Kingsman had like a post credit scene for like Hitler, like setting setting him up for like a movie in the future if that's gonna happen, whatever. Um, but is you just wait until the credits roll and like the lights are on and we're like literally cleaning around you and you're just like sitting there having a conversation. Get out. Like if you want to talk, go talk in the back of the theater. Like you could stand there and watch. I don't care. But like get up. Like I, I remember during COVID, I, there was a time where we had this like Ghostbuster spray, we called it. The good old Ghostbuster spray. <laughs> this big tank you put on your back to like <clears throat> spray the seats, which is basically like sanitizer and water. And the movie was over for like 20 minutes, and there was still a guy in there, like sitting, eating his burger or whatever. And I was spraying the seats, and apparently I sprayed him, even though I was literally like four rows in front of him. And apparently I got his burger soaked and everything. So he complained about me, and he's like, What's your name? I'm like, Oh, it's John. <laughs> and like everything. That's obviously not my name. And he got so pissed, he like left his burger and everything. And I was like, "Get out!" Like that was that was also a, another big pet peeve of mine when you would be waiting for these people to leave the theater, and you know you started cleaning the theater, and people saw you like you know in there like picking up garbage and like you know sweeping up you know messes and stuff like that, and then they would leave their stuff oh. behind while you were in the theater, like. They had the balls to sit there, make a mess, and then instead of cleaning it up, they just left it, and then they just walked out. I during COVID, I was I would get so pissed just because of like the time it was with like how like cautious we had to be about and like just just keep in mind like I mean obviously there was a time where like me and Joey worked at the theater together, so like you know there were shifts where me and him worked together, and like you know there were shifts where we ushered. Mm-hmm. I'm a very quiet person. I don't really like confrontation. I don't like making a scene. But there were times where my brother had no problem walking into a theater and like blatantly out loud, like calling people out for like leaving their messes. And it was like the funniest thing to watch. And I was just like, okay. I was like, I guess we're doing this. And then like he would just walk in and be like, oh, remember to pick up your trash. And oh, thanks for leaving your trash. And I was like, okay. Because, it, like, I would literally walk, we would walk in with garbage cans and bring it into the theater and hold it open for you. 
And I like I would say things like I don't remember the phrase I said during COVID, but I was like, please take your trash. And I was like, if the trash is overflowing, put it in another trash can, not in the trash can that's overflowing. And people, for God's sake, I'm not just saying at the movies, anywhere you go. And if there's a trash can overflowing, don't put it in the trash can. OK, there are so many other trash cans in the theater. And if something's stacked too high to the point where it's fallen out of the can, maybe you should probably not put it in the can anymore. And I'm sorry, guys, but I don't care if you're five or 50. You should know enough. And it's the adults that bug me. As I literally had one woman once, I was closing the lid of the trash can because it was so full that I could barely close it. A woman stopped me, opened up the lid, and threw her, shoved her garbage in there. And I just looked at her. I was like, what, what, what is going on? And I remember there was this one movie we were cleaning together and like literally this, this family, it wasn't even a family. It was like three people and they left like their popcorn and drinks. And they were one of the last people in the theater. And like, it was during COVID and they like looked at me and I was like, you forgot something. And they're like, Oh, like, don't you clean that up? I was like, no, we clean up the things on the floor. You're supposed to throw out that. And they like, just gave me a look and then just proceeded to like leave. And I'm like, Listen, guys, if you're one of the people that go somewhere and, like, just treat the staff like trash. You're an asshole. You're an asshole, and you don't have to watch us. It's fine. Um, but come on. And it, one of the biggest things that bugs me is the people that have kids and teach their kids that. Listen, kids make messes. I have no problem cleaning, cleaning up spilled popcorn from a kid. But there are instances where I've gone into theaters. I'll never forget it. It was one small theater. And I remember it was all teenagers because we kept getting complaints about them. Every single row had popcorn in it. Every single row. You know how rare that is? And you know what the funny thing was? It's, well, it's not really funny, but they took a, a bucket of popcorn from the garbage and brought it up to concession multiple times to refill it just to throw it on the floor. What is wrong with you? Like, again, I have never, I, I always used to use the saying that leaving your trash and leaving that stuff in the theater like that is like me going into your mom's house and taking a shit on her bedroom. I mean, on her <laughs> bed. Because you wouldn't walk into somebody's house. At least I hope you wouldn't. You wouldn't walk into somebody's house, eat dinner, and just throw it on the floor. Who does that? Especially when... It's stuff you bring to the theater. You know, like, I'm not strict about outside food, even though I should be. And I've started to become a lot more strict about it, even though I don't control greed or anything like that. But if you bring in outside food, one, I can tell you to throw it out without even eating it. And if you complain to me, too bad. You, I, you, uh, you literally can't win the argument because it's outside food. So I would just tell you to throw it out or eat it in the lobby. And then I've had people bring in big pizza boxes, cakes, Italian dinners, seafood, coca, coconuts, like I, watermelon, you name it. Like virtually any possible food you could bring up, think of, it, it's there. And people leave it. I mean, I remember we were, we were cleaning um, Lion King and I walked to this one row. Just, just a just a quick side note. The 
uh, outro to uh, Lion King was a pop. Oh my god, I remember you. Uh, I still have the video. I don't know if you still have the video, but it was me and it was me and him, and we were like doing a. It was like fairly like not bad because it was just us, and we were cleaning a theater, and I was like wiping down everything, and he was like sweeping, and like it was just playing this like song. And I'm just like sweeping the front like row and I'm just like dancing along to it. It was so much fun. And it sucked because we didn't get a lot of shifts together. You know? No, like, not really. We would like work together, but not like the same shift. It's know? like you, for you some reason, running. like they didn't they didn't want to put us together for some reason, which was weird. Because like it's not like it's not like if we worked together, we like slacked off. Like we still did our job. You know what pissed me off? Is they they didn't want to do that because of that reason, but they put together that couple all the time. I don't remember the couple, and like they weren't bad people, but they would always work concession together. I I didn't like them; they were super annoying, and it bugged me because it always well. It was because I work with it was because I I work with them longer, so they were just super annoying because they were. It wasn't so much the guy; it was just that the girl would just follow the guy everywhere. Like it was like one of those couples. Yeah, and that's why if, if there's one thing about that place is they don't got no backbone to tell anybody different. Uh and that's why I'm not afraid to do that to customers, everything. Listen, you know, I, I shouldn't even be saying it, you know, with the position I got, because again, you're supposed to, you know, get the customers what they want. But there's a point in, you know, the place you work and anybody can say this, you know, no matter whatever whatever job you work that deals with the public. People are going to suck regardless. And it's funny because I've actually, I have this new manager. He's been there for a couple months now. And he's, he's like, Joe, you're so young. It, but like, why do you hate people? And I was like, so-and-so, I've been working here for over three years. And I started when I was 17. Now I'm 21. I've been threatened. I've been yelled at. I've been verbally assaulted, almost physically assaulted. I've had to clean up shit, piss, throw up, cum, everything in between blood i mean of course i'm gonna hate the public (laughs) like i don't hate people but people act like they're above everybody else when they come in and that's one of the biggest differences working there now is that again there was a time where hundreds of people again it's not 500 person hours are common where i work and even back then they weren't as common but they weren't stressful. Nobody really got pissed off. Sure, you would have somebody here and there, but nobody would throw a fit. And we've had people, full-on adults, throw fits. Listen, you're an adult. Act like one. And you're yelling at somebody that's 40 years younger than you. You know, I've had people say that. Like, you know, I've had people say I'm a lot older than you. I know what I'm talking about. That doesn't mean anything. You're not the one in the position of power right now. You're actually below me. You're a customer. Technically, I can either decide whether or not you stay. You know, even if you're not a member of management, a manager or supervisor or whatever, you still shouldn't talk down to anybody on crew. And that was one of my biggest pet peeves and still is. And especially the people that are genuinely nice. doesn't matter if they're slow at, you know, getting popcorn or whatever, or maybe they don't necessarily understand what you mean when you're saying you want something. They're still there, and they got to deal with that crap for hours of the day. Again, you you guys got to understand that the movies are some of the most busiest places to work. And, you know, during – I remember the email that one of our old uh, managers sent out. When Spider-Man uh, No Way Home came out, we had over 17,000 people on the weekend. 
It was over 5,000 people a day. I'm talking 400 people every hour. Like, we don't get breaks. There have been there have been nights where, and I'll attest to it, you know, Philip, you know this, when Jurassic World came out, the last one, Jurassic World Dominion, Minions was out around the same time. I wanted to quit more than I've ever wanted to quit there. One, the stupid gentle minions or whatever you called yourself, not funny. Sorry if I sound old. I'm only 21, but it's not funny. I don't care if you come in a suit. Hell, I don't care if you come in a costume. But first of all, I've had to clean yellow paint off of seats. And I've had to deal with groups of 20 young teenagers yelling and screaming in a theater. I, I literally had a mom come up to me with her kid. And she asked, she's like, why is there teenagers yelling in the theater? And I was like, it's, it's an online thing. And I would tell them. And I, I remember I had to kick out a group of kids once. And they left their crap everywhere. And they were like, I don't know what I did. And I was like, I don't care. I, I don't care whether or not you know or don't know what you did. I was like, you're not getting anything. You're leaving the theater. And I don't want to hear the complaints from your parents. Because then the parents complain. Listen, parents, if you're out there listening to us, don't drop your kids off at the movie theater. Unless you know they can behave. And I've told parents to their face. I was like, I'm not supposed to let your kids in. And if I hear one peep out of them, I will kick them out and not hesitate. And it's like, I don't care what you say. And they'll be like, okay. And then they, they tell you their kids that. But then some parents want to argue with you about it. And, you know, just say like, oh, like, you know, they're kids. I, I don't care. Again, the only time you can be cheering in a movie is like Endgame or something like that. You know, or like maybe some Marvel movies today. But we, we, we don't do that like during Minions. Come on, it's a kid's movie. And you're ruining the experience for kids. And in Jurassic World, oh... Should should I tell a should I tell the story? Oh, let's let's tell the story. I mean, you um, know, you, you you might as well. I mean, you know, we've already gone this far. <laughs> yeah, well, take a sip of water. Um, actually, I'm actually curious to see what story you're talking about. All right, so uh, let, let me just jump into it. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the full. It's the pedophile story, by the way. If you know which one I'm talking about, uh, I'll probably need to rehear it. I'm sure I heard it before, but you know, I might need a reminder. Okay, so I remember that night I was. Oh yes, okay, never mind. I do remember now. <laughs> yes, so I was working in. Uh, I was working in. I think concession and bouncing around that night, and I had this lady come up, you know, middle aged lady. She came up complaining about her, um, her not getting like popcorn or something. So whatever, I gave her popcorn, and she went back, and she came back out complaining that she didn't get her order. No, that she ordered. She ordered tots right but she said she she said that she wanted loaded tots so i looked at her receipt and it was tots so i was like you didn't ask for loaded tots i was like they rung you up for tots and she's like no i told the woman that i wanted loaded tots and i'm not leaving here until i get the loaded tots and i was like okay well i was like it's gonna take a couple of minutes to make so i'll have them bring it to the theater and she's like, I paid for Loaded Tots. And I was like, well, you, you didn't pay for Loaded Tots. They just might have misheard you and run you up for Tots. But I was like, I'll get you the Loaded Tots. You don't have to pay for it. It's fine. So whatever. Then she comes back again. This is about her third time coming back up in a span of like maybe 15 minutes. And she's like, the Tots are soggy. You know why they're soggy? You know why? Because Loaded Tots has melted cheese, ranch, cheese, 
bacon and green onions on it. They're not going to be crispy. Even if they just came out, the cheese makes them soft. That's how loaded things work. If you ever get loaded fries, they're not completely crunchy. Maybe the ones on the outside, but the ones in the middle are going to be soft because they have everything on them. So I explained that to her, and I was like, that's how the loaded tots are. She complained, whatever. I made her a new order. That was already too much already. So then I'm going to help the ushers because they just finished their last theater. I'm like, oh, how are you guys doing? Like, you know, you know, closing up, like any problems tonight, blah, blah, blah. They, they were telling me about this, um, this group, uh, these like two people that came out complaining about this guy on the phone. And they said this one customer came out. And he's like, this fat ass is on his phone and it's bright as hell. And he's been playing it the whole movie. And he's like, I've complained about it to you guys twice and you haven't done anything. And I kid you not, without my heart skipping a beat, the door swings open behind me. And it's the old guy. And he's like, fat ass is on his phone again. And he's like, (laughs) living he wants compensation he wants everything he wants like corporate's number so i tell him i was like i'm sorry about that sir i was actually just hearing about that i was like let me go tell him to get off the phone i was like if i can't find who it is anybody on the phone i'll see i'll tell him to get off um i can't kick them out right away i have to see them go back on their phone and then i will kick them out if they go back on their phone but i'll stay in the theater for like five minutes he's like okay that's fine i get him a pass and you know he apologizes whatever fine you know he admitted he was wrong and understandably frustrated. You don't want anybody on their phone in the movie. So I go in. There's about five different people on their phone. I go up to each and every one of them. And I tell them, hey, gotten complaints. You need to get off your phone. If I see it if I see it on again, I will kick you out. Cool, cool. So I do that. I walk out of the theater. And I'm talking to the ushers. And this lady comes out behind me. It's the same lady that I was talking about earlier. She's like, did you just tell my daughters to get off their phone? I was like, I didn't know they were your daughters, but I was like, yes, I got a complaint about people being on their phone. So I had to go in there and tell people to get off their phone. And your daughters just happen to be one of them. It's I, it's policy. I have to do it. And she's like, that was rude of you. She's like, you scared my daughters. And I was like, well, they're not supposed to be on the phone. So I apologize if they got scared. But I was like, I'm doing what I was told. And she's like, well, they were on their phone because I lost my phone and I was looking for it. I was like, well, first of all, have your flashlight on in the middle of a movie and second of all if you lost your phone i can help you look for it afterwards and she's like what if somebody steals it and i was like it's the middle of the movie i don't think anybody's looking for a phone so you should be fine i was like i'll have my ushers check it as soon as the movie ends and she's like this is ridiculous like first of all you should check with the parents before you talk to kids and i was like i I just like looked at her i wasn't even saying anything because i was like Obviously, you weren't sitting next to your kids if I went over to them and told them, hey, get off the phone. And they weren't kids. They were like teenagers. So, like, cut me the crap. So, whatever. I was, like, pissed at that because I was, like, I helped you at concession multiple times. Now you're coming out and yelling at me because your kids were on the phone and you're mad that I was rude to them. Whatever. So, I leave. And then uh, one of the ushers comes up to me and he's, like, Joe, the lady's, like, screaming and yelling, like, about you. And I'm, like, what happened? So I was going to go over to check it out because I was pissed. And I was, like, yelling about me. I was, like, what did I do? And, like, long story short, my um, my KM at the time goes over to, you know, talk to the lady. So the lady wants compensation for everybody. She has, like, 15 people in her party. She wants free tickets, free passes, refunds on all her food. And she's, like, you know, I don't know what's wrong, 
with I think I had like a red shirt on at the time. She's like, I don't know what's wrong with your employee in a red shirt, but he needs to get his attitude checked. And I want him on a sex offender list because he's a pedophile. He's been staring at my two daughters all night. And I heard that. I was like, are you serious? I was like, you're you're going that far. Calling me a pedophile? Never in my life have, actually, until recently, never in my life <laughs> has I ever been that disrespected by somebody I helped multiple times. As you guys know, I literally helped a woman about four to five times with bullshit things. And she goes around and calls me a pedophile. So I was livid. I was going to go, I was, I was ready to go and yell at her and like just go off on her because I was like, I don't care. You could have my name. You could have what position I am. I don't care. I'll get fired tonight if I have to. But, one of my managers went and he was defending me and she was also defending me because she's like, yeah, like you would not do that. And she's like, I'm not giving her passes. I'm not giving her anything. So my other manager goes and again, she's saying the same thing to him. And she's like, I saw you too. And he's like, that's impossible, ma'am. I've been in the kitchen all night. I don't even know what theater you were in. And she was blah, 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 going off, yelling, cursing at us. And then we like warned my GM about it because, you know, we figured she would complain and maybe come back like the next day. Cause it was like the last showing. And so it was like two in the morning at this point too. And she calls back the next day and my GM's like, no, like didn't even listen to her. He's just like, <laughs> no, like you're not getting anything. <clears throat> and I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, so, Oh, and uh, this was the same night too, that I swear to God, if I ever catch a gentle minion or ever have something <laughs> like that happen again, I'll personally kick you out. If you show up in a suit, I will kick you out if you're not if you don't look like a businessman or a businesswoman. I don't care. Um but they went I literally blocked off a bathroom to net and I'm like out of the corner of my eye I saw like a group of kids go in. So I turn around and by the time I get there, I go into the bathroom, there's bananas shoved into the toilet, shoved into the urinals, thrown on the walls. I was like, Are you serious? I was so pissed. I went to every theater I could to try to find these kids. But I think they like ran out or something. And I was like, why? I was like that night I was ready to quit because I also have like a conversation about all this stuff at the at, at the workplace. And I was like, I'm done. I was like, I do not want to be here. Like th- this is bull crap. Not worth it. It's, <laughs> it's not worth the hours. It's not worth the it was at a time where like I was getting physically sick because of overworking, you know, like, yeah, I worked like full-time hours, but like, man, I, I, I was, you know, coming in at four, you know, 4 PM and I wasn't leaving until like three. And you know, that may not sound like a lot to people, but you know, when you go through a full day of school and then go to work and then have to deal with all that crap for hours straight without breaks, you know, I remember with minions, I, um, it was just me and one of us and we literally had to close the kitchen by ourselves after, just working like other stuff and it it it, it took us until about 3 a.m to close the kitchen and that was one of the latest i stood until black panther wakanda forever so i mean (laughs) and and that's this is just the tip of the iceberg of stories here so i mean i'm gonna take a little break just take a sip of water if you want to like throw a little story in there philip or you know give some comments because i know you've heard like most of my stories before but it's always fun hearing them again (coughs) Yeah, um, honestly, yeah, well, yeah, I have heard all your stories because <laughs> as soon as something happens, you know, you're I'm like the first person you tell pretty much. Um, <laughs> excuse me, but um, I mean, honestly, it 
it kind of reinforces the idea that I had earlier in the episode when I said that, um, you know, the quality of customers and just, you know, customer service in general has decreased over the years because, uh, you know, you get people like that, you know, and I feel like in today's day and age, like, you know, people think that all they have to do is, <coughs> excuse me, is, uh, you know, kind of like sit there and cry wolf and they get free stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very frustrating and it honestly makes a job like the movies, you know, something that, you know, you think you would enjoy. And I mean, cause what kid wouldn't want to work at the movie theater and see free movies and <laughs> excuse me, sorry. And uh, you know, enjoy those perks. But at the end of the day, if you have to constantly deal with people like that, it's not even worth it. I mean, me in in my particular case, I would still be working at the movies if I didn't move down in Florida. Mm-hmm. But even when I came down to Florida, one of the first jobs that I had was at a movie theater, and it wasn't at AMC theaters, which I worked at. In New York, it was, <coughs> excuse me, it was uh, at Regal Theaters. And uh, I worked there for probably a few months. And, uh, I, you know, the experiences that I had there were, were pretty mellow in comparison. I didn't really have any major s- stories or problems with customers and, um, you know, but, you know, you still have the occasional, you know, Karen or uh, complaint and uh, <clears throat> it didn't matter where you were, to be honest. You know, you still had the same problem show up um, in a theater in a completely different state oh, than, yeah. uh, you know, we did in New York. So that just goes to show that, you know, the movie theater experience was alike, you know, all over the place. And uh, that was you know, particularly interesting seeing because, you know, obviously, (coughs) I'm sorry, obviously uh, moving down to a new state, you know, you would think you would have different experiences, you know, especially working customer service. And, uh, you know, of course, like, you know, Floridians are, you know, different, you know, to New Yorker, to, I'm sorry, to New Yorkers in comparison. But at least when it came to the, you know, cinema industry, you know, we had the same complaints, you know, we had the same messes, you know, we had the same, uh, you know, rush hours and stuff. So, uh, you know, that just goes to show that, uh, you know, working in the movie theater industry now is, is nothing like it used to be, you know, back in the day, you know, that, that's for sure. I mean, uh, you know, I'll tell you guys straight up is, um, what, one of the biggest things that I also do not like about working at a diamond is, uh, you know, it's not, listen, I, I learned, you know, how to basically run. It's not a uh, I will. I will be right back, Joey. I'm just going to step out for a second. You know, problem. Um, so, you know, one of, the, one of the biggest things that frustrates me, frustrate me about a dining is not that, you know, not having to learn the kitchen or like bar or anything because I actually got skills from that. You know, I, I am certified as a bartender. I, you know, I, I love doing the bar now. I, you know, I'm able to run a kitchen, but what, while it may not be like a professional, professional kitchen, um, I am still able to do that. And I learned those skills, but it's a lot of the people that come and I, I get it. 
you are there for the experience and that there's no problem again like i a lot of people go places for the experience but on days where for example and i'll get into this when fellow comes back but one of the worst movies like busiest wise that i've ever worked probably honestly it beats spider-man and batman was wakanda forever so many people came and our wait times for food i kid you not were about two and a half hours minimum and people still wanted food when we told them that it would be two and a half hours they still wanted food and then you would tell them that they would not get their food obviously in an hour but just understand, I get it. It's annoying because, of course, you know, why would it take you that long? I'll tell you about our, our kitchen, right? We have six fryers, one grill, and one, like, turbo chef oven. That's it. And we serve, you know, on busy days, 600 people an hour. 600 people. And if 500 of them get food, and we, guess what? Our, our, our area is only so big. And again, with the way our runner station is set up, people can basically walk behind there. And then they walk up to the station and, you know, bug you about it. And okay. it creates problems. You know, I'm just telling them about one of the biggest things I don't like is when people come for the experience and then say, oh, I spent blah, blah, blah. Listen, I don't care if you well, spent nobody, Nobody asked you to spend that much money in the first place. Exactly. I don't care if you spent $300. If it's a busy day, and multiple people told you that it was going to be a wait, that, you know, we apologize for, you know, having wait times. I, I, I literally have had to do 200 people on a concession line by myself. And I was yelled at because I was taking premier people before regular people because that's what the premier people pay for. And I snapped. And I told them, if you want to go earlier, then pay for it. And they came up to me and they were like, you shouldn't say that. And of course, I had to apologize because what am I, oh, you know, if I don't apologize, I get in trouble. And you know what? If somehow AMC comes across this episode, I want you guys to listen. And one of the biggest things I do not like about one of the rules you have there is you don't let us put signs up about wait times because you think it's going to diminish your business. I have done over 40 refunds in one night because of wait times. You are wasting your money. Because you just don't want to diminish things? Like, I don't get it. Again, I've even tried to tell people that it's going to be over two hours. And they say to me, they're fine with it. But then if they come up and they say they never heard that, how the hell am I supposed to know if some other employee said it or not? Because I'm bouncing around. I don't. So what do I have to back me up? Nothing. Nothing. They don't care. And I'm sorry, people don't care doesn't matter what you do. I've literally asked to just put a sign up saying, please throw out your garbage. And, and no, that's rude. How is that rude? How is that rude? I, I, I don't I don't understand that. And that's one of the biggest things. Because again, if you walked into a theater and worked it day to day, which I'm sure a lot of people at the business have, then you would know people suck. <laughs> and that you're going to have to deal with that and having those little things would support you a decent amount you know just humor us and give us that you know it's just like i get it again you come for the experience 
And, you know, a lot of people enjoy the experience and a lot of people get frustrated. But if you see it's busy and if you walk into that theater and you see that the lobby is full of people and you walk out of that theater and you see how much trash, because we turn the lights, is in the seats, I don't want to hear it from you. You know, I'll tell I'll tell you about one of my worst guest experiences. And I will say after, you know, the whole thing happened, the woman, she didn't apologize, but she was nice afterwards. But I, I had a whole family yell at me during Black Panther. And when I mean a whole family, I mean the mom, the aunt, the husband or uncle, the grandma, and the six-year-old. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. I had a six-year-old yell at me. And guess what? I have to stand there and take it. Because what am I going to do? Argue with a six-year-old? So I was basically at um, Hot Foods all night. That's basically where you control the food and you know send it out with the runners. And I had so many people come up to me that night yelling and screaming that they didn't get their food. They wanted to know where it was. I got to scroll through 36 pages to orders, which takes a couple of minutes, complain that I'm not going fast enough. I tell them, oh, it's at least going to be a half an hour. They're going to be like, am I going to get the food? And I would have to honestly tell them probably not because we couldn't shut down the kitchen because, again, it's it's not in the business model, which, again, frustrates me. You obviously see that your theater struggle because of the size, because of how many people come and the lack of basically square footage we actually have in that kitchen. And you'd rather us struggle and get yelled at than just maybe cut a little bit of that revenue and just sell popcorn and candy and stuff until we can kind of get back on track, even for a half an hour or so. So after that, this woman came up to me and she was yelling at my other manager and he had to go deal with another complaint. So he sent her to me. So I was like, oh boy, yay. So that was like a session. <laughs> Basically, she was complaining about how, you know, she waited in line for a half an hour didn't get any of her food. By the time she got any of her food, it was cold. And then when she went in the bathroom, it was disgusting. You know, her kids slipped on piss in the bathroom. And then the kid proceeded to basically tell me, I walked in the bathroom and there was shit everywhere. And there was piss on the floor. I slipped and I nearly hit my head on the thing. Do you really think he said that? Like, do you, do you really think he would have came up with that in his mind? And then I had the grandma yell at me. Basically, everybody yelled at me. I won't get into specifics because I really didn't enjoy getting yelled at by a whole family. So I had to give them everything back and whatever, send them on their merry way. And the worst thing about that is apologizing. Because <clears throat> if, if you get screamed at and then have to apologize for getting screamed at, it's one of the worst feelings, like, ever. You know? Because it, it just, I feel like it diminishes your character. It's like, why the hell, what, what am I doing? You know? It's like, I get it. People suck. But like, no, people suck. Like, <laughs> and, and I'll tell you straight up. the I that I, I think it was the same day, but basically the opening Saturday of Black Panther, I came in for a 4 p.m. shift, right? I did not leave until 5 a.m. Just let that sink in. And I saw videos on TikTok about people, you know, during Spider-Man staying until 2 a.m. And, you know, kids being like, oh, blah, blah. I was there from 4 p.m. to 5 a.m. For uh, for those of you that don't know, that's, uh, let's see, that's uh, yeah, it's about 13 hours. Yeah. So it, it doesn't even matter 
the amount of hours or anything, but just the, just again, five in the morning. You know what? Because again, we, we physically, I could not physically stop dealing with people until about two or three in the morning. And then you had to finish cleaning everything. I was so tired that I, I would never forget. It's one of the funniest things. One of my managers, we we were talking about things and we were like whisper talking. And like, he was like, baby carrots. <laughs> and I started dying. And I was playing with like a, a hand grabby thingy, you know, the thing you click and it like grab things like a claw. It was so funny because we were just so tired. But again, the hours like suck. Like I'll tell again, everybody in here, you know, my brother can attest. The movies is probably one of the easiest jobs you can get. It's really not that hard, the actual work. It just depends on, of course, the people there, where you work, what area you're in, customers, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm sure there are mom and pop theaters out there that are like four theaters, super nice people, small town, you know, probably have a Karen here and there. But, you know, overall, probably, you know, enjoyable experience. But it's it's come to a point where it's just, it doesn't seem like a lot of reward, you know, like perks are great. I get free tickets every day. <clears throat> we get half off, you know, food, candy, soda, everything. We get to do showings. I get the host showings now, which is one of the funnest things to do. Um, you get to learn new skills. Again, like I was saying, I think during when you left Philip, I'm now certified as a bartender. So are you, we both have bartender training through work. Um, I've learned how to run a kitchen. I know you weren't in the kitchen as much, but you still learned the kitchen. Um, again, I I, I remember that day because I remember that it was like a new policy that we were doing at work where like everybody had to at least have some sort of like kitchen experience just in case. Because we had no cooks. <laughs> yeah, just in case, you know, uh, it was a busy night because like you said, you no, know, we didn't really have any cooks. They wanted other people, which... I remember when they wanted to do that and it was like absurd because it's like uh, it's like at the time I was a crew lead and it was like, I'm a crew lead. It's like, that's not in my job description. Huh. You hire cooks for that. If you want to teach me kitchen, then pay me a cook's salary. Mm. So, uh, but I mean, I remember dreading that day because I was like, oh, like, you know, I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. But I have to admit, at least for like, you know, the, the, I think I only did it like once or twice. And the, the day that I did it, I actually enjoyed myself. But <laughs> if I, if I had to do that long term, I'd probably kill myself. <laughs> I, I gotta say, cause again, the other day, uh, last, last Friday, it was the, you know, weekend that Creed came out. First of all, Creed has been one of the busiest movies I've worked to. Did not think it would be that much of a knockout. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was that was that was clever wordplay oh, right there. I could say, I guess you could say it's quite the hit. Oh, uh, God, you're you're on a roll, aren't you? Oh, I guess I you know I can go a few rounds with the jokes. Oh, oh, God. Oh, I don't got any more in me. Okay, let's move on. But yeah, I was in the kitchen and I literally didn't get out of there until three thirty because I had to prep, clean, do everything. Um, I don't even think I did the line checks that day either. Uh, you know, sorry, boss, if you're out there, but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you learn a lot of skills and it's, you know, it's kind of fun again, like, even though you have all those busy times, it, it can be fun, but I feel like one of the biggest differences that we 
we've both experienced is just the complete shock of like how how the day goes now you know and and a lot of that has to do with the customers and of course you have some sweet customers here and there and you know some memorable experiences but now it's more of just really having to deal with problems and not having enough solution and staff for it you know like for the longest time the theater i work at was understaffed and now they say we are like decently staffed but it's not enough you know like i remember i was looking at we found an old list when we were deep cleaning one day of when you used to work there philip and it was from like 2018 because on the list the two movies that were like the biggest that night was bohemian rhapsody and the grinch and there was literally eight people closing concession. Eight. I don't, I don't even remember working like Bohemian Rhapsody or The Grinch. Well, you did. Um, yeah, apparently, if my name was on the list. But the the crazy thing about that is now they think four concessionists is too much. Four. Because, you know, apparently, and, and uh, this is literally the business model. Every employee should be able to handle 100 guests that's the way it should work that according according to the business model every employee should handle 100 guests yeah maybe if you're on crack you could do that who the hell is gonna handle 100 guests yeah oh i can handle 100 guests not in like 20 minutes <coughs> no freaking way what what like come on i like I, I and again i just feel like it's so unrealistic standards it's just huh, but you know let, let's get off the bad for a little bit and you know let, let's talk about the good and you know i'll go on to a little more stories later on uh, but, I, I love i love how you're like let's get off the bad keep in mind it's been like an hour and a half and everything that we've talked about has been negative <laughs> <laughs> i mean listen guys i'm not gonna sugarcoat it it sucks like it, it does it's it's one of those things where I feel like as much as you complain, you kind of love it in a sense, you know? And I do think one of the biggest things for that is the people, and we did touch upon that earlier. But I also feel it's just whatever love you have. Why we love movies so much is because of, you know, us growing up. And it, you know, blossomed into us starting this podcast. And what's crazy to me is we can literally have an audience where we can talk about movies and talk about working at the movies. And, you know, it's even one of my goals for the future. And who knows if this will ever happen just because of the amount of negative, you know, with (laughs) working there is I would love to like have my own little theater. By little theater, I mean like three, like three small screens, maybe not small, like one big screen, two like regular size screens. And then just popcorn, candy, slushies, maybe ice cream, like soft serve ice cream. That's it. Nothing crazy. And I wouldn't make the tickets crazy either. You know, of course, I would want to make money back, but I'd make it like normal price. And I'd have days where I would have like, oh, bring your student ID and you get in for like, you know, cheaper or something like that. You know, and of course, I'll have like a day of the week where it might be cheaper, like a Wednesday or something. Um, but it's it's just something that I, I love to do, you know, and. I I do think it being so busy kind of makes you a little against that. 
And but again, I also think it's the environment you're put in. And I think people that work around you have a lot to do with that. And it's frustrating because it is hard, you know, it, it's, it's hard to see the same people as you, you know, get away with things when you do so much more than them, you know? Like, you know, Philip, I'm sure you can attest to it. And there wasn't like a lot of people, you know, from what I remember when you worked there, there wasn't like a lot of people that really didn't do their job. But even like now, you know, at the current theater I work at, like, you know, obviously there are people that are going to work harder than others. And, you know, some people see that and some people don't. And it's frustrating because it's like, you know, why are you putting in so much effort for something that doesn't pay off? And even when it does pay off, it doesn't feel good, you know? Like, I've worked my way up to supervisor. And yes, I was excited when I got it. But I also wasn't because I got a backhanded compliment right when I got it. And that kind of frustrated me. And it also made me sad because I was like, why why can't you just, like, be like, congrats, you know? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and, and the first, like, week of supervisor, it was, like, Black Adam. And Black Adam wasn't crazy busy, but, like, I remember it was a day I literally came in. And I had to jump straight into ushering. And it was just me and my manager the whole night. We had 20 minutes of a break. We ate. I changed garbages. We jumped right back in the theaters. You'll have nights like that. And again, you'll have, you'll, you'll have mornings or nights where you're running stuff by yourself for hours at a time. Bouncing back and forth. The other night, I was bouncing between concession, box, bar, usher. You know, there have been nights where I kid you not, I've literally done every position. And I'm sure anybody else can attest to that that has worked in a movie theater at some point, or at least a busy one. You have bounced around to every position. And it, and people will still see that and get frustrated at you. But, you know, things I actually love about <coughs> one of the biggest things I loved, and it's just unfortunate that I don't really get to enjoy it anymore. One, because you moved down to Florida. So it's not as fun going to screenings anymore because like, even though there's other people there, nobody comes to the screenings anymore. You know, like I remember, I mean, when you were there, we went to like a couple of screenings together and I remember the last one we actually went to was the suicide squad. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but that was the last one we went to together before you moved down to Florida. And you know, a decent amount of people used to show up to the screenings. So I would say like 20 people or so. You know, I think would show up. That's probably a good number. <coughs> and now, you'd be lucky if ten show up, even for like a Marvel movie. Like, even with the friends and family, like nobody comes. And you know, I like I, you know, I've only hosted like two screenings myself, because like a lot of the nights I'm just tired and I have school early the next morning. So unless it's something I absolutely want to see, I usually don't host a screening. But nobody comes and it's like one of my managers was telling me about um another theater that they went to to watch ant-man and he went and he's like everybody was like hugging each other and be like oh i just saw you earlier but like let me give you a hug and they were joking around with the managers and like 30 people were there and i was like even though you can act like a family with certain people at work it's not the same you know when like you you do something like that and nobody shows up mm -hmm. you know because then it's it's it again there's like that sort of disconnection in a sense and i don't know it's um like like that's one of the things that 
kind of gets me sad now is because there was a time where it was a lot different in a sense in that, um, you know, particular area. But, Philip, just give me one sec. I just got to go do something. So entertain our audience for like a minute. Yeah, sure. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, as as my brother was saying, you know, I mean, going to the screenings was honestly like a really fun thing to do. Uh, you know, I mean, that was definitely one of the perks of working at the movie theaters because we were able to, <coughs> excuse me, we were able to see these high ticket movies, you know, especially if they were like a Marvel or DC Star Wars movie. And we were able to see them early. That way we didn't get any risk of them getting spoiled for us and you know, I remember a few times where me and my brother went, you know, we would, uh, you know, leave to go see it and then we'd see it and then we'd usually stop at like Wendy's or something on the way home and we'd usually like grab some food and then uh, call the night. And uh, and those were good times. And, uh, you know, it was one of the small perks. And, you know, as, as we mentioned, you know, when we first worked there, uh, they were more popular. Uh, you know, it was a chance for people to get together outside of work and socialize and you know get to know each other better and uh excuse me and uh you know like my brother said now you're lucky if you get like 10 people to go which is uh which is a shame you know it's sad you know because there's still big ticket movies coming out that uh you know are worth the uh are worth the watch and it's a shame that uh you know you can't get people together anymore and uh i don't know are, are, are you back yet or are you still Okay, I think he's still gone. Um, uh, I'm, I'm back. I'm oh, okay, he's from. back. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. I also want to uh, apologize in advance again for the uh, coughing. It's like every single time I want to, like, speak and make full sentences, it's like <laughs> I feel a cough coming on. So I, I apologize in advance again. That's yeah, all right. We can only talk so much. But, um... You know, yeah, like I was saying before I left, screenings are probably, you know, one of the best things just because it really makes you feel like a family. And I know like a lot of places say, like avoid places that say, oh, we feel like a family here. But I'm not saying in that sense. I'm just saying in like the sense of like, you know, you enjoy being there with people and you have those connections at work. And, you know, it feels nice because then you have people there as long as you and, um, you know, I've gone through the same things. Uh, And it's just funny because at you know excuse me the theater i work at like nobody worked covid there only a few people did so it's so funny like talking about covid stories and them being like what the hell you know like i remember um when we had the uh the safe and clean we had to do like every hour and then we had a table where we had to fill up the soda and we had to constantly tell people hey like do not walk around the table or don't grab things. And then, you know, we had to tell people about the mask and, you know, yeah, get threatened to get my ass beat in the parking lot because I told people to put on their mask or I'd have old people basically be like, you know, I don't care if I die and be, be like, okay, well, you know, I'll dig, I'll give you the shovel. Like I, I don't care, but like, just humor me. Um, so stuff like that. But one, I'll tell you one of the best things I, I love about the movies and, you know, if, Maybe I'll give a room tour at some point if, you know, we actually ever have people interact with our podcast, like, through social media. But is uh, posters. I love movie posters. Even before I started working at the movies, I, like, collected 
posters, but they weren't like movie posters in particular. But like now I have, oh my God, Philip, you know, I probably have over 50, 60 like actual movie posters from when I first started working there. Oh yeah. And it's just, and now I actually get to like do half of marketing with one of my managers. <laughs> or I get to like control the posters and like, you know, the cutouts and stuff. And I even have some cutouts. Um, some of my favorite posters that I'm looking at right now is probably Godzilla vs. Kong, which is crazy because like that wasn't a super popular movie because it came out during COVID. But it's such a colorful poster because it's like blue and orange. And again, it's got it's got Kong standing over the city with like the fire in the background with like Godzilla coming out of the water. It's just crazy how huge Kong is, you know? And then I have... Um, I have the new Guardians of the Galaxy poster, which is awesome. I actually have the teaser and the cast one, which is like my pride and joy poster. Um, I was able to get a Batman poster, which is super cool. Uh, shout out to my tattoo artist, Rob. Um, I know I said, you know, if I could get you a Batman poster, I would. But I like this poster. So unfortunately, I'm not giving it up yet unless we do a fair trade. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I have you know, a bunch of Marvel posters. I have um i was able to get the original avatar one from the re-release i have like thor wakanda forever pretty much like everything from phase four besides like spider-man um have some uh, uh cut one i took the whole cutout of puss in boots i love that one just because it's a complete cutout i have like dr strange Jane foster from thor love and thunder um sonic so I have a couple of different ones um, and it's just so much fun because it's, I love decorating in like that sense because I feel like no matter how small your place is, you're always going to have things you can put on walls. And um, it doesn't matter to me again. I try to like, I try to like give some like breathing room in the middle, but I actually just got two smaller posters from work that I think I showed you. Um, and that's cool too, because you would, I know some theaters do it, like it's rare though because i guess a lot of them either throw away their posters or just don't care <clears throat> sometimes they'll leave out a bin with posters or might even give them away but some of the studios like don't like that um but i've had people like come in and ask like i remember like when terrifier 2 came out a couple of people were asking for that and some guy that really wanted the elvis poster and i was gonna give it to him but we didn't have enough so i didn't and then i remember even when i was taking down the thor one like people wanted it um because i was changing that for something else and we actually had this i it didn't happen to me but we had these kids like kyle was changing um the dragon ball poster or something and these he literally set it on the ground these kids just grabbed it and ran <laughs> and uh which is funny because like i can't believe they got it like i i, I just don't because usually when i put it down i put it like in front of me but i just can't believe they grabbed it and like ran <clears throat> And, that's like, crazy the balls, the balls on some people like i remember like even like i it was before your time there too i remember they said when the justice league cutout was there like somebody literally parked their car outside the guy ran and ripped batman off the thing and just ran through the lobby and then ran out now speaking of running through lobbies i was this didn't happen to me but i was told the story about 50 shades um one of my coworkers, she said she was at box and this middle-aged woman came in and was like super excited about seeing Fifty Shades and her friend ran in behind her with like a wooden paddle you would use for like, you know, frat or, you know, sorority houses and just smacked her on the ass. 
Okay. And they were like, whoo, you know, and then they went to go see uh, Fifty Shades. Um, I mean, that didn't happen to me, but I have like, <laughs> these, like drunk middle-aged moms come in once, just like, I don't know, really excited about a movie. I don't know what movie it was. I feel like it was Wonder Woman. Um, but I also had these, oh, I, I'll tell you guys. So there was, I'm kind of all over the place with stories, but this was so much that I don't really want to go in order. Um, during Joker, if you guys know, uh, who is it? Rob, Robert De Niro was in Joker. He played Murray. Sorry, Murray. Um, you get it? Cause that's what the Joker says. I, I do get it. That, that, that was a funny scene. And then he, uh, he shoots him in the face. Yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> but what's it called uh, there was this guy there and the, two old guys and they were sitting outside the theater and I was waiting for it to get out so I was just like chilling outside and they um, struck <laughs> up a conversation with me and they're like oh have you seen the movie and I was like yeah I was like I liked it and they're like <laughs> the guy's like do I look familiar and I was like mm, I don't know like you kind of look like somebody but I was like why were you in it or something He's like, no, but he's like, you know, I know somebody that was in it. I was like, oh. And he's like, oh, Robert De Niro. He's like, that's my, like, cousin or, like, something. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, you know, he looked like an old Italian guy. So I was like, oh, and, you know, I could kind of see it. And he's like, yeah, he's like, our family's got into a fight. So, like, we don't talk to each other anymore. But, like, you know, I, I know him. And I was like, uh-huh. Like, and the the funny thing is, to this day, I don't know if I believe the guy or not, because I will say he kind of did look like him. But it's like, really? You know, it's like, what do you I, I don't it's just strange to run into somebody like that. Because like again, he was in a suit and everything. So it's like, okay, like I can see that. I remember during COVID too, there was actually if, I, I don't think an actor, but I think somebody that worked on the movie was like watching the th- the movie in the theater because like there was like 15 people with this person and they all clapped during the credits when they saw like somebody's name and i remember it wasn't during the actors but that's still so cool to see that you know somebody literally worked on these big movies could be sitting in the theater with you Mm -hmm. enjoying it and that that's probably surreal to them that's really cool um but yeah, so, like, I never, again, I, w- I wish we met a celebrity. Like, I wish there was a celebrity at our theater to come and, like, endorse <laughs> things. Like, I remember during Sonic, Sonic 2, there was this big shipment or, like, of, like, all these, like, snacks and drinks and everything that came in. And these, like, guys in suits came. And they were, like, really, like, weird, like, suspicious and I asked them, I was like, do you guys, like, are is, like, somebody coming for Sonic? And they're like, oh, no, we're just doing, like, a buyout of the theater. And I was like, oh, that sucks. I was like, why can't, like, Sonic come to our theater, you know? Like, <clears throat> why can't why can't somebody come to our theater? Like, it doesn't even got to be anybody big. Just, like... Do you know that I still have never seen the second Sonic? How? I was out for, like, a hot minute, and it was, like, all over TikTok. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I just, you know, never got the chance, I guess. It's got to be on, like, HBO Max or something. <clears throat> well, either way, we're going to have to watch it when you're down here because it's really good. And I have the poster for it. And I have him as a cutout. Not weird. I Forget it. Um, But, 
Let's see, what are the other stories? Oh, okay, let's talk about the recent stories. <laughs> oh, God. I hate reliving these things. Well, so... uh, you know, just to, just to give you an idea, we're, we're coming up, uh, you know, in the next few minutes, we're coming up on, like, the, uh, the two-hour mark. So, you know, why don't you... Why don't you, you know, end it on a, uh, you know, because most most of the uh, episode has been on some, you know, negative experiences that <laughs> both me and you have had. So, <clears throat> why don't you try to pick out a uh, a, a good story that, um, or a good experience that you've had, and uh, you know, we could end the episode on a uh, on a good experience. Because uh, I mean, we could, we could do future episodes like this where we uh, break it down. <clears throat> excuse me we could we could break it down more specific into like uh you know specific examples or you know we could do like a uh a generalization of uh you know our experiences like you know we did tonight but uh you know since it's coming up on the two hour mark why don't you just uh end our conversation on a uh on a good story and then uh you know we can close out the episode for the night oh boy good experience those are rare um <laughs> Let's see. Do I want to pick a customer story or do I want to pick an employee story? Why don't, you, why don't you pick a customer story? Just because we've been shitting on the customers like the whole night. <laughs> so, so why don't you pick on the, uh, excuse me, why don't you pick a good uh, customer story? Okay, I'll pick two. And one of them happened to me and one of them I witnessed. So we used to have this coworker. He was there when you were there. I don't remember if you remember him. I don't remember his name, but he was this huge guy. Like, I'm talking like 6'6". Six, six. Like, he wore glasses. I feel like his name started with a T. I do remember. He looked like he played basketball, but he didn't, which was the funny thing. And I don't know. I was, I think you were, I, I was talking to somebody at like the greeter booth, which like used to be outside the kitchen door, uh, but it's switched now. And this, uh, he's like, in the lot, well, he's like near the lobby, and this kid comes up to him and like literally just and again the dude's big, um, and the kid comes up to him and like is like on basically like right near his leg and he just looks up, and he's like, "You're really tall, are you a basketball player?" And he's like, "No." He's like, you know, everybody tells me that. But he's like, no, I just, you know, I don't exactly remember what he said. But he's like, oh, you you should be you should be playing basketball. You'd probably be really good at it. And then the kid the kid wanted to take a picture with him. So the mom took a picture of him. I thought that was one of the sweetest things because it's like it's just some random guy to this kid. But like, you know, he's so in awe. Um, but I will I will tell you about this. Uh this customer so it, it was this old it was this older couple and i was sitting outside one of the theaters and it was like it was probably during like my sophomore year of college and like during the sophomore year i had a lot of like thinking about like what i wanted to do in life which i'm still unsure of but uh that's besides the point um so it was stressful and tiring you know i had busy semesters and i really didn't get a lot of sleep and it you know it wasn't great and i was like sitting outside i was really like like watching down because I was so tired and it's like lady like walks past me and she's like are you okay and I was like yeah I'm fine I'm just like tired <clears throat> and she's she's like oh it's okay like you know it's okay to be tired just like make sure you get some rest and I was like yeah it's kind of hard because it's been very busy and you know I don't really have a lot of time 
And she's like, well, you know, everything's going to pay off and, you know, you're going to do fine. And, you know, just don't worry about it. She's like, don't do too much because that's going to, you know, cause you more harm than good. And I just, I really appreciated that because it, you know, again, I didn't know this lady and, you know, she took time out of her day to like really talk to me. And, you know, another good experience I had, you know, closing it out was with one of my old managers who came back during the day I wanted to quit and talked to me for about two hours. And we just talked about life. And, um, you know, while he was my boss at some point, you know, he's, you know, I, I do, cons- you know, I consider him a colleague and, you know, a friend at work. And, you know, sometimes it sucks when you don't keep in contact with people that left. But it just it really warmed my heart because, you know, you have when you have those shitty days, sometimes I feel like people just come up and know what to say. You know, like one of the more recent ones I had was, you know, with what I'm, what's going on in my life right now. And I had this guy come up to the bar and like a Monday night and he talked to me for about an hour about what was, what I was going through in his life. And, you know, he even offered to like pray for me at the end, which is crazy. Cause like, I, I think that's such a nice thing to do like whoever you are like that, that, you know, I was really appreciative of it. And, you know, even he came back another time and he remembered my name, which like may not seem a lot, a lot to people, but like, I feel like that just means that like somebody was genuinely paying attention, you know, and interested in the conversation. (laughs) And, um, it was nice, you know, so, you know, while most of this episode was complaining, uh, you know, I do apologize, but I feel like those are the entertaining stories. And I have two more very interesting ones that I'll save for a future episode. Uh, maybe when we talk about certain movies, but, um, you know, and there's a lot more to it. Again, a lot has happened over the years, but I mean, overall, there's really not much to say about working at the movies unless people ask certain questions. It is an easy job. I will say that, but depending on your circumstances, it obviously can get harder and can get very stressful. Unfortunately it does, but it's kind of one of those things that you wouldn't trade, you know, like, of course, yeah. Like it would be nice to maybe do something different because, you know, you have been at somewhere for, again, my brother was there for three years. I'll be there for four years this May. It's a long time to be somewhere, you know, that's almost, you know, basically a whole period of school. And, you know, one of the best things I like about it is you learn the new skills, you know, you make friends, you know, you meet people and you get to experience these things and you get to be a part of some of the most historical movies out there. Again, you know, my brother was there for the opening of Endgame. Um, you know, we were there for the ending of the Skywalker saga. Uh, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home, one of the biggest movie theater experiences since Endgame we worked. Um, The next Avatar coming out, you know, I worked. Uh, The reboots of franchises, the, you know, new bangers coming out, you know, kids, uh, like kids movies coming to a close, you know, like Ice Age or whatever. Um, Or the rebirth of those kids movies like Puss in Boots. Um, You know, just so much stuff that, you know, you get to experience, uh, which is really cool. And again, it is fun. It's a cool environment. And, you know, I do recommend it to people, but I definitely would do your research and, you know, see if you could talk to people about it and, you know, find out because, you know, people are going to get on your nerves and, you know, they are going to frustrate you. And it's it's hard to keep you calm sometimes, you know, there's only so much people can take. Some people deal with it 
in certain ways, you know, uh, there have been people that have broken down at work because guests have just been completely rude to them. And, you know, there have been times where I've been so frustrated because of how I was treated. By guests. <laughs> but, you know, regardless of however many bad stories there are, or how, you know, guests treat you, you're still going to have those moments where it's, you know, it's, it's going to feel nice. And, you know, I think both of us can attest that working at the movies is still something we'll remember, you know, long after this podcast is over or hopefully however long we do this podcast and just for the rest of our lives. You know, it's 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 something that you'll remember, you know, you'll you'll take some things that from it and might use it in your life or you'll just remember it and have a laugh about it later on when you know, you're drinking or talking or at a party or something or anything like that, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, uh, I completely agree. I mean, uh, you know, honestly, some days I, I miss working at the movies, you know, I miss the, uh, the people and, you know, the memories that I made there will, uh, will always stick with me, you know, whether they were good or bad. And, uh, honestly, I mean, it was the perfect, um, entry level, you know, part-time job (laughs) because I mean, when I started, at the movies, I was just starting college. And then by the time I finished, I like graduated. So, uh, you know, a whole chapter of my life, you know, was dedicated, um, you know, inside those four walls, you know, so to speak. And, uh, I'll always be grateful for the opportunity that I had there. And I'll always cherish, uh, you know, the memories and the people that, uh, that I met. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's really cool to be able to, uh, sit here and reflect upon those memories and uh, kind of share our stories and kind of just shed some light on, uh, you know, what it is to work in a type of industry like that. Because, you know, a lot of people might have some preconceptions or uh, beliefs that, you know, oh, it's an easy job, you know, it's laid back and it's relaxing. <clears throat> and then, you know, you come to uh, Tucson's podcast, and you, listen to a two, you listen to a uh, two hour episode, uh, on uh, on the contrary so uh <laughs> you know it, it definitely puts it into perspective yeah I guess, yeah we could we could definitely both attest to that but um yeah i mean again like if you guys have specific questions or like to know certain things about maybe how things work because i'm getting go into specifics about you know the whole the the whole theater and you know how things work um again our dms are always open feel free to shoot us a message or anything about some stuff you want to know or that goes for any sort of later episodes um i'm not really sure what our later episodes are going to consist of um i'm kind of interested to maybe do a bad batch episode coming up just because i am caught up with that season and we didn't talk about season one mm. um, so i think that well, cool quick question about. was uh Today was not the last episode. It wasn't the seri- uh, season finale, right? No, there's like four more episodes. I think today was episode twelve, and I think there's sixteen total episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that would that would be a good discussion because uh, I've noticed that season two has gone really in depth with their story. Um, oh yeah, it's on like a, a deeper, like more personal level. So uh, that would be a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, uh, if not, again, like. You know, well, we're going to go back to movie reviews when we both see movies, but it's just very hard, especially for me, to see these films because I do work them so often and I don't have a lot of free time. Usually in my free time, I don't like to go and watch them. Um, 
but you know, again, I, I enjoy episodes like this and, you know, I know my brother does too. And I think our audience does. I mean, it seemed from the last one, they enjoyed it. And that was one of our longest episodes and this will be right there with it. Um, and again, I, I like the casual. You okay? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I like the casual talk, even if it has no script to it. But um, again, that's, that's what I think a podcast is. It's just two people talking or however many people talking and, having a good time and you know that's what we try to do here and again I, I really hope to grow this in a sense where we can have the community actually like ask us things you know whether it's one people or 10 uh, you know I, I i don't care how many people it is um you know we're both grateful for everybody that comes out and listens and tunes in and spreads the word about our podcast or just tunes in every day or if there's anybody that's been here since episode one please DM me and let me know because that'd be crazy. I mean, we've done over 30 episodes, I believe, uh, which is unreal. But again, we you know, both appreciate you so much and um, you know, we're glad we get to share this with you know, all you guys every week or at least try to do it every week. And uh, we hope to do that for quite a long time and possibly grow it even further. That'd be crazy if we still had this going in like 10 years' time, you know? Yeah, that, that would be crazy if like, you know, one of us had like a like office or like you know man cave space where we you know we had like you know proper equipment and stuff and we would like you know go over like on the weekend or whatever and we'd like sit down and like you know record an episode or whatever yeah excuse me i hope to definitely grow it in the future um what i mean for now again you know i'll plug in our socials and you know we're two sons podcast that sounds when oh not a you because we are two brothers and you can find us at instagram twitter facebook Want Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, pretty much every web browser you could think of. You know, we're around. You could find us. And you know, Philip, I'm gonna go over this with you, but I wanna make I wanna make merch for us. Maybe not to sell because we don't have an audience like that big yet, but like just for us, you know, some like cool sweatshirts or something. And I think I I think we could do something cool. I'm you know, like, of- I I've actually I've actually thought of that before. I've actually thought of like, you know, doing like some like, you know, designs for us like on uh like custom ink or whatever, like, you know, sweatshirts or t-shirts that we could wear, you know, as a way, to, like, and like you said, you know, like more for us, you know, as a way to kind of like, you know, get the word out and spread awareness and stuff like that. You know, I think that would be, uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll make, I'll make a promise right now. If we get to a thousand total viewers, you know, like across all episodes by next year, I will get a Two Sons podcast tattoo. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will, I will get it. I mean, hell, I would probably even do it if we got to like 600. But let's let's just get let's get that viewership <coughs> up. And if you want to see that, because I already got a bunch. So, you know, and it'll fit in with my Star Wars sleeve. So let's let's run it, guys. Watch the episodes. Please spread it to your friends. Tell your family. Tell your dog. Tell your cat. Tell your fish. Tell, tell the grass. Tell the world. Tell the universe, tell the galaxy, uh, tell whoever you want, um, spread the word. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, closing statements. If you got anything else, Philip, uh, you know, I'll close it out and let's get out of here and go to sleep. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, you know, just, you know, like my brother said, you know, thank you guys for uh, always watching and tuning in. And uh... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Uh, you know, thank you guys for, you know, always tuning in and checking us out. And, uh, you know, if you get a chance, you know, please check out our socials and, uh, 
you know, follow us on there, you know, ask us any questions or, you know, give us some ideas for future episodes. But uh, no, you know, today was good. I enjoyed today's episode. It was nice to just uh, unwind and uh, lay back and just kind of reminisce about the past. And uh, again, apologies for uh, for my voice and my coughing. Uh, I, I really didn't want to miss like two weeks of podcasting. So that's why I wanted to do something uh, laid back tonight. And, uh, you know, hopefully by next week I'll be fully recovered and, uh, you know, we'll have some fun episodes in, uh, in person. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout for that. But, uh, but no, I mean, I, I think we're all set to, uh, to wrap it up. So, you know, once again, thank you guys for tuning in and listening to our discussion about our experiences at the, uh, at the movie theaters. And, uh, you know, we hope you guys enjoyed and, uh, until next time, may the force be with you. Uh, have a good day. And uh, please be safe and do not do anything stupid. Yes, everyone, have a great day. Have a great afternoon. Have a great night. You know, thank you for listening and tuning in. We hope you continue to do so. If not, welcome. If not, welcome back. Um, may the force be with you. Like my brother said, don't do anything stupid. Do something fun, but make sure it's safe. Everybody, have a great night. Good night, guys. <laughs>